What's up, my loves? Welcome back to another episode of the Fully Alive podcast. My name is Stephanie Elsperman. I am your host for this glorious podcast episode. And today we are going to be getting into the nitty gritty of what it means to really be a CEO, to move from being an employee within your life, within your career, within your business, to really embodying the one who calls the shots that you can show up confidently and powerfully within your business. Now, this is especially for you. If you have been in a nine to five previously, or you are in one right now, or maybe you've been treating your business like a side hobby right? Where sometimes it's on and other times it's really easy to ghost that business. And instead you really want to be full-time within your business. You want to start generating wealth as you're impacting people's lives that you can live the dream every single freaking day and actually live out your purpose. This is for you. I typically find that one of the most important pieces of really showing up boldly is shifting your identity to see yourself as the CEO, to see yourself as the one who's driving the ship and the one who calls the shots. You're going to hear me talk about that a lot in this podcast. So I'm super excited. We're going to talk about mindset. We're going to talk about energetics, and I'm going to give you some really tangible practices to be able to bring this CEO mindset and identity into your life right now. So without further ado, let's head into the episode. So when we talk about starting and scaling a magnetic business, you all know that I'm all about the magnetism, creating a business where people are like, I don't know what it is that you're on. I don't know what it is that you do, but I want in. How do we work together? Like that sort of business where there's just that energetic connection. People are like, I love your energy. What have you done in your life to get to this place? Whatever it is that you do, like I want your art right? That sort of business that starts to take off like wildfire. There is such a key embodiment piece to it, right? The energetics are so important. This is where I always say, it's like, I could give two people the exact same strategy in the step-by-step process. And for one person, it's going to work super, super well. It's going to absolutely take off for somebody else. It might wobble. Why is that? Is because there's an embodiment piece to it. When you are starting and scaling a business, there has to be the energy of confidence that is moving through your veins and through your blood where you're like, I am so in alignment with this vision. I know that it has the capacity to change people's lives and therefore I'm going to share it with the world. You have to be the person who is the most confident in your vision before there is ever evidence, before anybody ever says, yes, I wanna pay you for your art in this world. You have to be the person who's behind it And it's like, yes, I am driving the ship. This is what's happening. You have to be so confident that anyone will get behind what it is that you have to say because you are just that sure of yourself. That confidence comes through your embodiment. That confidence comes through the energy that you are holding every single day. So if you're the type of person where when things are going really good, maybe you have clients reaching out to you, maybe your posts are getting a lot of engagement, maybe you're just feeling super inspired within your life, you're like, yes, this is what I'm meant to do. Your vision is rock solid. You're like, I am on it. I'm the CEO. I'm the business person. This is what's happening in my life. But then maybe you start to wobble. So maybe your own mindset starts to shift and you start to feel this like little self-doubt creep in. Maybe it's that you post something and it's not getting the typical engagement. You're like, oh my God, I spent 30 minutes of my life working on that or three hours of my life working on that. Or maybe you haven't had a client in a minute reach out to you and then your vision starts to wobble. So you start to let that self-doubt creep into your vision and you say, well, maybe this isn't actually for me. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just meant to be in a nine to five for the rest of my life. That stability sounds really great. sounds really safe, really comfortable. And then I can just do my thing on the side, right? Or you're like, oh, well, maybe I'll have to wait. Maybe that means I'm not ready for it yet. I'm not meant to be the person who has it all. So I'm going to push it off and wait. 
So your vision starts to wobble as well. What starts to happen is that you'll have this open, close energy where one minute you are open, you are like, yes, universe, and this is what I'm doing, and this is my vision. I desire to create a business that serves my life, it serves other people, and it creates absolute financial and time freedom. Oh my goodness. And then the next minute, you close. All right, so that self-doubt comes in. You're like, never mind. It's not happening. Close, 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 right? So we're open and close. You start to create this energy that's not consistent and you wonder why it's not working. And typically, this can also be a form of self-sabotage that can start to creep in when we don't fully trust ourselves to be the person who moves forward, when we don't fully believe that we can receive all of our dreams, we'll start to create this kinky energy. Not like that. (laughs) This energy that isn't solid and smooth, right? So what needs to happen is we have to work on the embodiment piece. You must become the CEO within your life and adopt this identity as somebody who you are, regardless of the external outcome, regardless of if it's the most incredible day of your life, or if everything is challenging you on that day, you have to become the CEO. So this is what we're going to be going into in this podcast episode. I'm going to take you through how to actually start becoming the CEO within your life so that you can confidently show up within your business. And you can ultimately shift your identity such that you see yourself as the business person in your life, there's no longer this open, closed energy where one day you're super rocking it and the next day you're not. And it takes you on this roller coaster of emotion constantly, right? You have a consistent energy that's absolutely magnetic, that has people leaning in being like, I don't know what you do, but what is the next step? Tell me how to work with you. Can I pay you right now? That is the sort of energy that we desire. So becoming the CEO comes down to three main things that we're going to go through today. The first is holding the vision before it ever happens. So being the person who has the foresight, who sees out into the future that you desire for yourself and then steers the path accordingly. The second is having true staying power. So we'll talk about what that means because I could go off on a whole tangent on this already. And the third is making decisions that actually close the gap from where you are to where you desire to be instead of waiting for somebody else to make that decision for you. So honestly, one of the most important pieces to start with is understanding the difference between the employee mindset and identity versus the CEO mindset and identity, right? And this is especially for if you're in a nine to five right now, if you've been in a nine to five within your life. And honestly, it's just, I believe that society teaches us how to be employees, not CEOs, because if we were all CEOs, we'd be incredibly empowered and society does not always want that. Okay. So if you actually look it up in the dictionary, I always like to start with definitions. The definition of an employee is one who is employed by another, usually for wages or salary in a position below the executive level. To me, that's super vague, doesn't really mean a lot. However, if you look up CEO in the dictionary, the definition is the executive with the chief decision-making authority in an organization or a business. Keyword, chief decision-making authority. I guess those are three keywords, right? So, How I see this is is being an employee means that we're kind of leaned back and we're waiting for somebody else to give you the opportunity or to give you the green light that yes, your vision is valid. Yes, your ideas are valid. So if you think about being on a team where you are the employee and you do actually have a boss that's above you, typically if you have an idea for something, you're gonna get it approved by somebody else and then you're gonna have the green light and then you're gonna move it forward, right? So it creates this energy of your ideas are good, but don't run with it just yet. Right? 
how I typically see this in business is sometimes the energy of waiting to be discovered. Now, this is really interesting because I believe that this has been glamorized by our society. And I'm smiling because I think that (laughs) I think back to like Justin Bieber, right? Justin Bieber being this like YouTube sensation where he gets discovered online by Scooter Braun and everything just changes overnight from him for him. Like he goes from this boy in this small town in Canada to being this like overnight sensation where it's like it was just wild. Right. And so we started to understand the story of what it means to get discovered. And for a lot of people, that looks like the easy way to do things. So maybe in your business, you're like, oh, yeah, one day it'll happen. So what's happened is that as a society, we've started to glamorize going viral. And we've started to have this mindset, and it might be incredibly subconscious, of one day it'll all click. One day everything is just going to take off. And it's sort of waiting for the savior energy because it aligns directly with this employee mindset that as a society, this is what we're taught is like, wait for the green light, wait for somebody else's approval for you to move forward within your own life. Same is true with this viral concept or being discovered. It's like, oh, wait for somebody else to discover you. Then your life is absolutely going to change. And while I have no problem with going viral, I believe that these things happen. In fact, part of my business has grown through viral videos. However, when we continue to have this mindset, whether it's conscious or subconscious of like, oh, well, one day I'll have my own business. Like one day it'll just happen. What can also start to happen is that your dreams stay in the future category. They stay on your vision board where you're like, oh yeah, it'll happen. It'll happen. It'll happen. It'll happen without taking massive responsibility of you are the one who gets to create that. You are the CEO of chief decision-making opportunity and your life changes when you make decisions. Your life changes when you hold the vision and you are so confident in it first, not when you wait for somebody else to discover you. That comes as a result of you being the one first who's absolutely confident in the art that you have to share with the world and the ideas that you have and how you want to change the world. It happens as a result of it. So the CEO is the one who brings those dreams into the now rather than keeping them far off, which can almost be a way again of self-sabotage because it's way easier to see your dreams out here than it is to be like, oh shoot, I'm actually responsible for these. I'm actually the one who gets to say yes or no. Like I'm the one at the end of the day who's responsible for my own dreams. That's a lot. And most of the time, the ego does not want to take that responsibility. So it's easy to keep your dreams at an arm's length distance and say, oh, it'll happen. It'll just happen one day, right? But the truth is that the CEO within you closes the gap on your dreams right now, right? So the CEO energy is being your number one advocate, being the woman or the human that calls the shots. It's where you become the chief commander, if you will. I want to sex your name for commander because that doesn't feel super sexy, right? But you are the chief decision maker on your own path. You embody, I am the one who calls the shots. I am the one who dictates my path moving forward. So you know when somebody walks into a room and your head just turns to them and you're like, who is that? They're incredibly decisive. Their head is held high. They're absolutely confident within themselves. They hold their own energy. And you can tell that is a human who calls the shots. That is the CEO energy that we want to start to embody within our lives. 
And so honestly, I see becoming a CEO as the first step in really bridging from where you are into being full-time within your business. You have to be able to embody what it is that you desire and what you want to see in the world before anybody has ever given you permission, before you have ever gotten evidence for it. So what does that actually look like? I'm going to break it down so you can have some really tangible pieces to get into. The first is embodying and understanding the vision before it ever happens. I've been talking about this so far, but let's go a little bit deeper. So the CEO is who you are in your life, regardless of the external outcome. And so anytime we start to make shifts within our lives, all we're actually doing is playing with our own identity. Now, for most human beings, we get really stuck in how we identify. So you might identify as the corporate person, or you might identify as the sister or the wife or the daughter or the friend or the person who always has their shit together or the person who's perfect or the person who's chaotic, the person who has a million ideas. You identify as all of these different things. Right? So anytime that we want to shift within our lives, we have to start identifying as something new. CEO is just an identity. It's already within you. You have millions of different facets of the types of energy that you can pull on on any given moment. And the CEO is already within. It's already one of those million types of energies that's within you. And so all we're doing is calling on that and amplifying it to create the shift. Once you amplify it, you'll start to notice how your habits change, how you act changes, right? So instead of looking at the habits and reverse engineering, what would happen if you started to shift your identity first? And now the most important piece of shifting your identity first is embodying the CEO in all facets of your life before it happens, right? So I I will see a lot of people, especially in the beginning of creating a business, say, oh, well, once I have the business or once I have a full client load or once things really start working and taking off, then I'll feel like the CEO. Then I'll feel like it's real. Like I actually have a business. And what I say is no, no, no. The CEO, the coach, the mentor, the influencer, the content creator, the service provider, whatever industry that you're in is who you are in your life. Otherwise, you wouldn't be given this vision. It is already who you are. So being a coach and mentor, how I see this, it's not ever related to how many clients I have or who I'm serving, right? It's based on who I am as a human being. It's the work that I would be doing in the world regardless of if I ever had a business. It's who I would see myself as because it's how I lead my life. Every single time something happens within my life, I look at what is the lesson in this? What is this showing me for my own growth and evolution? Coaching and mentoring is just because I start to share it with the world, but it's already who I am. It's already who I embody every single day, regardless. What happens when you start to embody the CEO, regardless of the outcome, is you actually unlock freedom. Why I say this is because if you start to think down the road in your business, at some point there will come a time where you're going to want to pivot. You're going to want to maybe change directions. You're going to want to add something new in. You're going to want to maybe completely shift everything that you've ever done before. If you only base your identity of being the CEO and the one who calls the shots based on what you do or based on the outcome in your business, when you want to pivot and shift, you're going to have a massive identity wake-up call. However, if you know yourself already as the CEO, already as the one who calls the shots, you get to pivot at any given point because your identity is not based on your outcome. Your identity is just who you are, right? So I want you to start to think of the CEO is who you are deep in your bones, the decision maker, 
the one who calls the shots of your own life in every area, regardless of the amount of likes that you get, regardless of how well your content does, regardless of how inspired you feel, regardless of how, you know, on point your words sound or how embarrassed you feel, you are still the CEO. So what are you going to do with it? So when you start seeing yourself as a CEO and then you go the next step and actually start to match your life up to how your life would look like if you were truly the CEO of your absolute dream business, if you were truly living your vision. That is how you start to collapse time and you close the gap from where you are to the vision of where you desire yourself to be and you start to bring those dreams into reality right now. So what I mean by this is I remember when I was working a corporate job And during the time I was frustrated about a lot of things because I was the type of person where I was like, I have a vision for what it is that I desire to create in the world. And what would happen if I were spending eight hours on that dream instead of somebody else's. And I kept saying to myself, like, gosh, I feel like I'm building somebody else's dream right now. And so what happened is that the job at the time started to become very, very draining where I felt like I had absolutely no energy. I would end the day and not even have energy to work on my own dreams and my own pursuits. And I realized something needed to change. And so instead of getting frustrated, I started to look at how is everything that I'm learning right now in this job directly related to my business? And even if it was a far stretch, I would start to create those connections. So every single time I was doing something in my job, I was like, oh, this is going to help me. I'm sending emails. Amazing. This is going to help me in the future of when I need to send all of these different emails. And then I would start to do this also with my day. So I would start to look at how my day actually lined up almost exactly with my dream day as well. So on my commute, I would imagine that I were taking myself to my own co-working space that was super bougie and super amazing and cute. And I'd listen to podcasts. I would, I remember this moment so distinctly where I remember looking up at the sky and seeing these beautiful clouds and just having this moment of gratitude of like, gosh, look at how beautiful these clouds are. I would drink my matcha. I would have little dance parties in the car as if I were going to my own job and I would show up with way different energy than like, you know, I'm driving myself through my commute into this job when really I want to be working on something else. I really want to be working on my dreams. I would show up as if I were walking into my own business, my own office, right? I remember decorating, I remember decorating my desk with crystals. Like I had this huge rose quartz on my desk and I would have these different like little inspirational carts. And I remember people in my office were like, Steph, what is that? I'd be like, oh, it's just the rose quartz. It's really good for like self-love and all these things. I'd be like, okay, whatever makes you happy, right? I remember on my lunch breaks, I'd find a quiet room and instead of eating lunch at my desk or instead of eating lunch with everybody else, I would literally take myself into a room and I would either meditate I would write for my blog at the time. I would create content. I would do anything that made me feel alive. I remember taking myself to a park and just like reading a book because it made me feel like I had a sense of freedom within my own life because I was thinking like, oh, well, if I were the CEO of my own business, this is how I would take my lunch break or this is what I would be doing. This is how I would treat myself every single day. Remember when I was working and (laughs) do whatever you need, but I would listen to like spiritual talks on my computer. I would literally have like one page that was like YouTube videos in the background of all of my work. And and then another tab with like ideas that was like popping up within my mind because I was just bursting with ideas constantly. So I'd be writing these ideas down as I was trying to focus on my work as well. And I would, I remember on the weekends, 
on the weekends, I would spend my time investing in seminars. I would spend my time writing. I take myself to coffee shops. I just remember being so absolutely inspired by what it is that I wanted to create in the world and started to match my life up to that. I started investing in courses and programs and mentors, anything that was going to give me the tools to get even closer to that vision and starting to match my life up. And so instead of this corporate job being something that was taking away from my future vision, it became something that was directly adding to it because I started seeing myself as a CEO within my life before my vision ever happened. And so when it came time to actually make the decision and say, okay, I'm going to go both feet in on my dreams and my desires, I had already been the CEO. So it wasn't this huge identity mindset shift that I had to overcome in order to really start my business. I was already being that. So the decision to start my business was the next natural step. It was the natural extension of who I was already being. And therefore, based on the law of attraction, my life started to match up exactly with my vision, but that was only because I was already being it. Like I was already a match for the next level. And so life gives you another dose of whatever you're already being. And so how you can start to apply this to yourself is I want you to write out your dream day. So if you are full-time in your business, if you're making the level of income that you truly desire as you're impacting people, what would your dream day look like? How would you start your morning? What would your midday look like? What kind of work would you work on in the afternoon? How would you spend your evening? And then I want you to look at your life right now. And if it helps, you can also journal out what your day looks like right now and start to see how can you match these two up and start to realize how you're already living the dream. So these can be so small. So I remember when I was first starting my business and I had this vision of living in Southern California, making beautiful 10K months, getting to walk down to this bougie coffee shop and get like the $15 green smoothie and not even blink an eye and then just like overlooking the ocean, having this beautiful morning. And so when I was starting my business, I knew that that was my vision, but I was living in the middle of Missouri (laughs) with my boyfriend. We were nowhere near a body of water. I was just starting my business. I didn't have that level of success yet. Like I was getting the least expensive thing at the coffee shop at that time, at that time. Right. So I remember going for walks in the morning and literally envisioning over the trees that I could see the ocean. And then I didn't have a coffee shop or a juice bar anywhere near me in St. Louis in the suburbs. So I was like, okay, I'm going to drive myself to a coffee shop and imagine like it's this beautiful juice bar. I'm going to get the least expensive thing on the menu. I was just buying a tea because I was like, I just want to be here in the vibe. And I would imagine as if I were already living that vision, already bringing that vision into my reality right now. Right. And so now the coolest thing is that we're not in Southern California, but we're in Connecticut. The exact thing that I imagined as I was walking, we literally have 10 minutes down the road from us, which is so wild. And so we get to live that vision every single day, which is to me, it's, it's amazing how these things start to work. So how can you start to set up your day as if you were the CEO? How can you start to treat your business and your ideas even that you have right now like you were at the next level? How is everything that you're doing right now directly reflecting and adding to your vision? How is it giving you the lessons, the experiences, the understanding that's going to help you when you're in your business? Even if it's a stretch, I dare you to go there and start to see how you're already being the CEO. Put that CEO hat on before anything has ever happened. And I promise you, life will give you the next step from there. So the next layer when it comes to embodying the CEO is mastering your staying power. 
You know how we talked about in the beginning that open close energy. So if one minute you're super open with your vision, you're like, yes, it is happening. I'm starting and scaling this business. I feel absolutely aligned on fire. All the wonderful things you are open with your vision. And then the next minute you're like, oh my God, my self-doubt is coming in. My energy is waning. My post didn't get as many likes. My clients aren't responding. Huh? Nobody responded to the link that I posted. Then you close and you're like, maybe this isn't actually meant to be. I'm going to close my laptop. I'm going to walk away from this and come back to it when I feel aligned, right? And then the next minute you open, you feel inspired and then you close and it's open, close, open, close, open, close, right? Staying power and becoming the CEO is can you stay open with your vision even when you want to close? Because in order to create a steady stream of wealth, in order to create a steady stream of opportunity of clients, you have to be willing to stay open and keep your heart open and your vision set even when you want to close, even when your mind comes up and is like, here are all the reasons why you should close down right now. Here are all the reasons why it's not going to work. Here are all the reasons why you need to doubt yourself. Can you stay open then and realize that's just my mind? It's just my mind. I always tell my clients, it's like, is that actually truth? All of these stories that you're telling yourself, or is it just your mind? Your truth is in your experiences and what's actually happening within your life. Your mind is just chatter. Your mind is just the stories that you're making up, right? And so as a CEO, you are the one who's responsible for the vision, especially if in the beginning, it's only you on your team, which typically for any entrepreneur, it's just you. You are responsible for the vision. You are the one who's steering the ship and is responsible for where things go. Nobody's going to come and save you and create that vision for you. You've got to feel it within yourself and say, yes, this is what I'm here to do. And I remember talking with one of my clients recently and she came to me and she was like, Steph, I just feel like my vision hasn't been that strong recently. Like I'm not waking up feeling super inspired. What's going on? And I told her, I was like, if you think that every single day I wake up and I feel absolutely just emboldened with my vision, like, yes. This is what we're doing. I've never felt more alive. I've never felt more confident in my vision every single day. You have it completely wrong. <laughs> Being the CEO is not waking up with that energy every single day because you're human, right? We all have a human mind. Human things are going to happen. Thoughts are going to come up. Things are going to take your energy off track. Being the CEO is being responsible for revitalizing your vision when it wanes. And so for me, it's like every single week, at least once a week, I will journal out my vision. Because every single time I learn about myself, my vision might change just slightly. And so when you feel like your vision is wobbling, can you take it upon yourself to go and get inspired, go revitalize your vision, jump into the life that is right in front of you, go get obsessed with everything that's already happening within your life and use that as fuel for where it is that you want to go. I always say the most magnetic place that you can ever be is grateful as fuck for where you are and excited for what's next. Go get grateful for where you are. Go revitalize your vision. Take it upon yourself to have staying power. And can you do that without ghosting your business and saying, I need to shut down for 10 days and I'll come back when I feel inspired? Can you stay open? This is where the staying power comes in. So what is your capacity to hold your vision regardless of the external outcome? So when shit hits the fan or something challenging comes up or your own mind starts to tell you something, you collapse into being the victim and saying, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. I guess it's a sign that I'm not meant to do it. 
Or do you rise to the occasion and say, what is the story that I'm going to tell from this point moving forward? What is the pivot that I'm going to make? And this is an exercise I love doing with my clients where I look at what are all of the events that have happened within your own life? And what is the story that you're about to tell about the next few events that are going to happen, right? Because you are on the leading edge of your life. So what is the next chapter that you desire to write? right now because that vision is your responsibility. You get to write it. Nobody else gets to write your vision, which is so amazing. And so when your mind wants to keep you comfortable, when your mind wants to close down and say, oh, never mind, we'll just work on this later, notice that. And is it actually true or could it potentially be a little bitty form of self-sabotage that's trying to just keep you safe and comfortable where you are? Could you challenge yourself and your heart to stay open and set on the vision even when your mind wants to tell you stories, even when, it, when your mind wants to make you believe something else? That is being the CEO. So a practice I love to do to really get into this is a practice. I've talked about it probably on this podcast before, but it is a practice out of a book called The Artist's Way. And the author talks about doing these morning pages, which are essentially a three-page brain dump where you are just writing and going with where your hand goes and just getting all of your thoughts out. And when I do this, I like to give myself the prompt of, so what's the next chapter that I want to write from this point? Like, what do I actually want? And get in the habit of saying back to yourself your vision over and over and over and over. I honestly find this more powerful than just looking at a vision board every single day because you can totally look at a vision board and glaze over. However, when you are actively writing it, it's like you are in the driver's seat writing out what happens next. And of course, life is going to come in. It's going to hand you other things. It's going to be like, here are all the other surprises that you could have never seen coming. So I will always say life will come in and give you its own twist, but it's up to you to hold a vision of what feels really, really good and then surrender and be open to the possibilities of magic happening. So the last layer of all of this for today is to start making decisions that actually close the gap. So this is kind of related to what we were talking about previously with starting to line up your life with how it would look if you were the CEO. But it's really just a reminder to come back to your supreme decision-making power. And notice when you might be waiting for somebody else to give you the green light or somebody else to come discover you. And how could you start looking at where you desire to go and then looking at what are the decisions that you're meant to make in this moment right now that are going to close the gap from where you are to where you desire to be. If there's a skill that you wanna work on, if there is a room that you need to get in, what needs to happen in order to close that gap? And likely when you make decisions, you are never gonna feel 110% ready. Like I honestly feel like it's a myth. And whenever somebody says to me like, yeah, I'll I'll do it when I feel ready. I'm like, well, I'll be completely honest. Is that day actually ever gonna come or is that your mind coming up and playing tricks on you and trying to keep you comfortable once again? Likely, it's a ladder, right? So whenever you make a big shift, your mind is gonna feed you all of the bullshit that it can find. And it's gonna feel so real. It's gonna feel so logical of like, oh yeah, I should totally listen to that thought. Like it totally makes sense to wait on X, Y, and Z. Totally makes sense to go distract myself over here. Like that just makes sense in my life. But I really invite you to look at where are the nudges of your heart that are telling you to go make a decision in one direction and where are the stories of your mind trying to keep you safe. And remember that as the CEO, you're the decision maker. You are the one who calls the shots. Go embody that within your life and everything starts to shift. I love you all. I hope this has been so powerful for you today. There's honestly 
I say this at the end of every podcast episode. I always say there's honestly so much more that I could add on to this. It might be a part two. You can tell like I just got on a roll with all of it and want to give and give and give more. So I really want to start to talk to you all about how to really manage your energy as a CEO because that's probably one of the most important pieces is remembering that you are the magnet. Like you are the thing that everybody else calibrates to. And so if your energy is not there, your results also probably won't be. So stay tuned for the next episode where we go into that, how to manage your energy as a CEO and feel super, super aligned and amazing. So I will see you there. And if something has resonated with you, I always love when you send me messages on Instagram. So keep doing that at Stephanie Elsperman. Go ahead, take a screenshot of this, share it to your stories, tag me. I love resharing you and getting to share your profile and share you with the community. And it means so much to me. So I cannot wait to see you on the next episode. Mwah!